Hello, welcome to episode number 243 of the AppLog Podcast. I'm your host, Simon Head. I'd like to thank everybody for shopping on Amazon and supporting the show. It's very helpful. Thank you so much. You too can support the show by going to applelog.ca slash Amazon or applelog.ca slash US Amazon. You can do it the old-fashioned way by going to applelog.ca, click on those banners located on the right side, bookmark those links, and every time you shop on Amazon, you'll be supporting the show by using those links to shop on Amazon. Thanks, everybody, for supporting me on Patreon. You too can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash applelog. Pledge as much or as little as you want on a monthly basis to help with hosting and gas fees, and you can cancel at any time. Go buy a t-shirt. Go to applelog.ca slash shop to do that. Buy some music there, too, I think, is still available. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. Give it five stars, please. Like the show on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash applelogpod, and follow me on Twitter at simonhead666. Oh, what do I got to say? Oh, today I have Ray and Zach from the band Bracket. Bracket and I go way back. Like we we would talk about this on the show, but we do go back about 25 years where I was working for SNFU, Bracket were opening, and they fired their sound guy. And I ended up being their sound guy. And then um, Zach got his arm broken. And I ended up playing bass for one show in Bracket so they could get paid, so they could drive home. But we're going to talk all about that in the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's been a few months in the making of this one, actually. Ray and Zach from the band Bracket on the Applock Podcast. You do know I've been trying to get this thing together with Melanie for it's got to be going since that you put your record like your record was announced. Cool. Like two months. Something like that. Now we have our our, our calendars are very full, so it's pretty tough (laughs) these days. I understand. I understand where you're coming from. And here we are with the magic of uh, of the internets. Ray, you're in Colorado, and Zach, you're in California. Yep. And I'm in the two C states. The two C states, and I'm in uh, Ontario, Canada. Um, it's been 24 years, I think we've realized, almost 25 years since really? we we've all yeah. spoken. Dude, you guys don't come to Canada anymore, so I don't hear anything about you guys. That's the problem. Yeah. If you lived yeah, down the street, you wouldn't hear anything either. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> You, you should have lied and said, like, hey, man, we're fucking huge down here. We are the massive. Right. Yeah. We're, we're big everywhere but Canada. What's Canada's problem? Uh, every, obviously, <laughs> yeah. a lot of problems. We have a lot of problems. We like to break windows and vans and stuff. <laughs> but, um, yeah, let's let's talk about, like, because we first met, it would have been 1995, I think. And it was the first tour I did with SNFU. One of the first, no, was the first tour I did with SNFU, I think. And we hooked up with Bracket in uh, Quebec City, I think. That was our first show together. And um, you had a sound guy um, who you fired the next day. Oh, yeah. And we don't need to name names. And uh, we, were, we were so brilliant that we forgot that he was holding, uh, he was actually our tour manager also. And in our brilliance, 
we fired him <laughs> not realizing that he had all the cash that we made on the entire tour and he jumped on uh probably flew home first class with every every dime that we had i mm-hmm. didn't know that yeah because i ran into that the, uh, dude i ran into that dude probably 15 years later working for another oh, really? band and i'm not going to name the band name because now that's uh that's a criminal offense he stole from you <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much yeah. So we were happy to we were happy to, to uh move on alone though he wasn't he wasn't really helping us out too much no well i remember because it was one of the first shows i did with snfu and the first show with you guys and i think what chai said is uh you don't need that guy because i think you guys were like fully arguing i don't know how long you were on tour before that but it seemed like yeah. you've been on tour for a year with the same person and it seemed like things were not going well <laughs> yeah it felt like a year yeah it was it was horrible it was probably more like three and a half weeks but yeah it felt like a year yeah but but i think chai said hey our guy will just do sound for you and that was like one of those hey that's cool and we did it and i think i we we toured through canada i think parts of the states we hooked up with joy killer no it's it might put yeah, the two tours right. together um and then no no that was the joy killer thing yeah yeah and then uh we were in somewhere in cleveland and you got your arm broken zach Columbus, Ohio. Ohio, yeah, Ohio, yeah. Uh, <laughs> tell the story because you know I forget the guy's name who did it because he's actually you know he's dead, right? Yeah, Chris. Chris, that was his. Yeah. Yeah, Chris the Crusher, <laughs> <laughs> the arm breaker. Yeah, so he had uh, Chai in a headlock, and uh, I was arguing with him at the same time, and I told him I think I said something like. You might have me beat on pancakes, but I'll have you beat on pizza any day. Okay, we're preparing for a, a next morning buffet throwdown between me and him. That's right. And he probably had like at least 150 pounds on me. He was oh, a yeah. big, big guy. Big boy. So anyway, he had Chai in a headlock, and I ran from across the room to headbutt him right in the gut, and I bounced right off him. And I, when I landed, I landed on my wrist and hyperextended it, and I that smacked was it. Good. Yeah, that was it. And what was the, we, it was Indiana or somewhere we, we, we loaded in and you showed up with a cast on your arm. And, um, and I, this, I famous, I tell this story all the time because I'm pretty proud of it. It was like, I played bass and bracket, you know, I played five songs because, because <laughs> that was the agreement. Like, cause he wouldn't pay you. I remember that situation. We're sitting there and like loading okay. in and the dude's like, Hey man, if you're not going to play, I can't pay you. And you're like, I have a broken arm. If I can't play, we're not going to pay. We're just going to go home and get our money. So I think I famously put my hand up and said, I'll play bass. I, I know your songs. Yeah, you did. Yeah. And, and we went to the back. Me out of a job. We went to the back parking lot <laughs> and we just went through everything. And then we played five yeah. songs and that because that was the limit. Like, well, how many songs do we have to do before um, you're not going to pay us? And I think somebody was like, well, we'll do five songs. I'm like, hey, I can do five songs. I know these songs inside out. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, we're paying you a hundred dollars, and it's twenty bucks a song. You got to learn five of them. Here you go. Yeah. Oh man, here's your cut sign. Five dollars yeah, yeah. per song. I felt so bad for you guys because it was like, oh, can't catch a break. And I think you were done because I think you had to go to the hospital. You actually had to go get the thing actually looked at. Like, there's no way yeah. you could have done yeah, that yeah. tour. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a bad break. It was a really bad break. I was actually uh, in a cast for eighteen months after that. Are you kidding me? Yeah, so there's a there's a really tiny bone in your wrist called the navicular, and it's shaped like a like an hourglass. Yeah. And when it breaks, skateboarders get this accident a lot. When it breaks, 
it breaks perfectly clean. It doesn't, it doesn't break in a way where it'll fuse back together. Mm -hmm. So I, right now I've got like two titanium rods going through the bone with a bone graft from my hip that goes around it. So it's like, it's like the Gordon Ramsay special where you've got the bacon that goes around (laughs) the uh, scallop. It looks like that. Wow. It all comes back to food. Yeah. 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 So it must've been a year and a bit later that we actually met up in BC. Cause I think you came up just to do a couple of shows or something, or you were on tour. Yeah. I was playing with the cast on in another six months, I think. Yeah. Second tour. Yeah. (laughs) Badass. That's badass. Um, so you, so I, so we, the other thing about this and a few guys did a split seven inch too or something, didn't you? Where you covered each other's songs. Did that end up coming out? I think so. Uh, I don't think I remember that. It sounds kind of familiar, but I don't remember the details, honestly. Cause I think plausible. Cause they did. Yeah. <laughs> I think they did my stepson and I don't know what song you were going to do. I think it was either painful reminder or something like, I don't know if that ever came I'd really out. like to hear that. I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on it. Is that, did I get the yeah, name of the song I mean, right? Stepson, my stepson? Yeah, yeah my, that's right. Oh, definitely, yeah. One of our, yeah. I, I think it. you're right. <laughs> it's probably yeah, buried so somewhere back there. And you, your, your picture, by the way, Zach, you're perfectly framed, by the way. Those two pictures Wait. look like ears, like dead yep. mouse ears. Am I? Yeah, there you go. No, it's great. There you go. See? Yeah. I actually I was, took a screenshot because your cat came right up to the, to the camera and I was moving my hand across and the cat was going, whoop, whoop. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. He thinks he's a dog. <laughs> so you guys you guys you've had a a really long relationship with Fat Records. Um going yeah. on 25 years, right? Yeah. And, like that, yeah. and it, it's a testament to a label that have like a, a a belief in your band. It must feel pretty special to have that connection to a label. It's a testament to a label who's willing to put up with a lot. <laughs> or very little, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's great for us. I mean, I think it's a perfect, perfect outlet for what we're doing. I mean, I think if you were to ask any individual member of our band, you know, if they consider themselves a punk rocker, we'd say, you know, probably not. I mean, we kind of force gumped our way into this whole thing. And somehow wound up on a punk <laughs> label, right? Yeah. And um, for them to be accepting of us and and like what we're doing enough to put it out, this is super cool. Super cool. Yeah, I bet. I bet it's because um, every label I've ever been on is usually somehow ripped me off or um, <laughs> or ripped me off or not done what they <laughs> said they would do. Um, and and I think Fat Records. Being a punk label are probably one of the most reputable punk punk labels, if not labels, because they, the fact that they just sort of stay behind, like they had that Tommy and June thing. If you heard that, that record they put out, it's like quiet and indie rocky kind of thing. And it's like some of the greatest songs in the world, but it's not punk music. It's just, it's just awesome, you know? And I think that's a testament to, to Mike and sort of what his, his ethics are, you know, and he's willing to take a chance on people. Well, and I think that, you know, I think that fat, um, they're, they've been, I guess you could say they're an honest label. I mean, there was a couple albums that we put out where we kind of got out there and we had some, you know, real, uh, down tempo acoustic driven kind of stuff. And they said, you know, at this time, this isn't really what we're all about because we're more of a punk label, but, 
um, you know, keep sending your stuff in as you do. And, and, you know, we wound up reconnecting after a while. Mm -hmm. So maybe they've decided that, um, you know, maybe there's, maybe there's a future of us, a future with, with them for us where we can start doing some more of our different things too, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. that'd be cool. Yeah. The, um, well, I think too that the way that records are put out are completely different than they were 20 years ago now. You know, like they've labels have figured out a way to to do stuff without taking a huge loss because of digital. You know, now you can put out a digital record. You don't need to print as many CDs and, and records are kind of neat and, and cool. And it's good to it's good to be able to uh, foster that because it's it's not about. I mean, it's it's about money. It's about breaking even, but it's still about creating something to to give to people and to live with, right? Well, I I think because you know nobody's making any money in that industry mm-hmm. right now. That you've got to make choices that are more from the heart and um, not profit driven, because there isn't really any profit right now. Yeah. So it's what can we put out that we really like and. How can um, how can we afford to do it? Is is kind of what it is, I think. No, it's true. I, I spoke to um, a guy. Um, his name is Tino Valpa, who owns Pine Hill Records, and he says that you know you can't make any money by making records, and it's a, it's one of those silly endeavors. And why do people do it? But it's all about um, making your mark as a label, you know, and and people. Obviously, Fat Records is a super huge, you know, uh, influence yep. of punk rock and music in general. But to have that power to to challenge people to say, "I challenge you to like this," you know, and if you like it, you like our right. band. You're gonna like it, and it's got nothing to do with music. It's all about ethics, right? Yeah, and you guys sort of have done. Are you t- are you touring as much as you, you're not touring as much as you used to, right? No, we're not. No, no. we're talking about you know because we we really. So when you mentioned this break, I mean, we kind of been doing things, recording things and trying to put some things out, but really have been focused pretty much on songwriting, recording and not really. We played a couple of live shows. I don't know, Zach, maybe we played two live shows in the last six years or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tops. So uh, now we might we're talking about maybe doing something on this record if we can kind of get our shit together and get to a point where we think we're we could uh, we could manage it. but. Yeah, we're really not. We're not doing what we were doing with you back back then, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Well, everybody gets a little bit older. I mean, it's tough to do that when people. There's, a, I mean, this conversation comes up all the time with with bands who toured, and it becomes a situation where like, do you want to be a selfish musician your whole life, or do you want to input into society? And input into society can be anything, anything you choose to be. That term, you know, and everybody kind of gets there eventually. They kind of go, you know what? I can't be in a van. I'm a selfish musician my whole life. I need to do something that fulfills me. Because if you've done that, that gets really tired really fast. I mean, did you guys get burnt out when you did all that touring? I don't know if it was that so much. I think that we just didn't have the same... um, I don't know. It seemed like every band that we were playing with was doing so much better with crowd response. And I... I think that we kind of were under the impression that we just weren't really getting, we just felt like we couldn't catch a break anywhere we went, anywhere we played. And, um, you know, I I think what we wound up doing, 
you know, individually, but kind of collectively at the same time was in our personal lives. We're like, okay, well, look, uh, we even, you know, in our heyday here, it is 1995. We're heyday, right? Yeah. In our, in our heyday, our heyday. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) we, you know, we were barely scraping by and, you know, half of us were living at home with mom and dad still. So there was not even an option of us being able to like, you know, quit our jobs and, and tour. We, we didn't have enough of a, a, a presence anywhere to be able to, to pull that off. And now there's not even, not even a way. Wow. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, good riddance broke up for a while or didn't really, well, I actually stopped putting records out. And there was a time when they came back, people were like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, there's always that moment and that perfect time yeah. when people reintroduce themselves to bands that they liked. And, and you know, and as as, as your um, listenership gets older, they ha- actually have more time and more money. So it's easier for, like, a guy like me, like, I'm pushing, I'm 49. I can go to shows and buy every t-shirt on the merch table if I want. Couldn't do that when I was yeah. 20, you know what I mean? So there is a time sure. when bands can have their renaissance you know what i mean like and and just by putting records out means that you're still you're still doing something that promotes you as a band you know you have to whether you take it seriously or not that's still something that it's a pretty substantial um achievement so for sure i mean uh ray and i are both each 49 also and you know we're pretty much in the same position feel the same way and but you know the flip side is I'll go out and I'll see a live band maybe four or five times a year. Yeah. Where 25 years ago, I would be out four or five times a week. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's kind of the difference. Well, everybody's got a job. People got to do stuff, you know, like it's, you know, yeah. it's always sad that there's that one guy from the, from the nineties still at the punk club. Like he's still there. Like he's probably there right now. You know, that he's, guy, he's still we, there. we all right, know that yeah. guy, right? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's me inside for sure. I like emotionally. <laughs> The, the the lonely guy the old guy at the back of the punk club <laughs> well i mean i mean everybody else everybody else in our band i'm sure nobody says anything to me but i'm sure that everybody else is kind of like you know hmm. <laughs> making fun at my expense saying yeah zach's zach will play any show anytime as long as we're all the rest of us are ready <laughs> and i feel that way but <laughs> you know but at the same time you know i can't be gone for for months on end you know hmm. i mean i gotta I got a job and that I got to keep and all that other stuff, all, all the grown up, grown up details. Yeah. yeah. What are you, yeah. what are you doing Ray with yourself? It's kind of similar to Zach. I mean, the, the, the interesting thing I was thinking about this the other day is, you know, even, even we've been doing this for so long and I think it's fair to say that we've, we've pretty much each had the same job largely since years back. Right, Zach. I mean, oh, yeah. you're, you're doing the same thing. I'm doing, I'm working for the same company and just been doing the same thing as is Marty for the longest time, which I, I thought was really kind of weird that it worked out that way. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, so we're like Zach said, we're, I mean, we all have our own, our own thing that we're doing just life wise. And then, uh, you know, if we can, if we can, if this continues to be fun for us, uh, I mean, I think we'll just keep doing it at whatever, whatever level it, it happens to fit in. So, yeah. uh, you know, so far, I mean, I, I, I like that we're, you know, the last probably four or five years, it's been a little busier and we've been able to put a few more things out and that, that feels pretty good. Um, but we'll just kind of see how it goes. Yeah. 
You know, I got to pause. My cat just took a shit like right there. <laughs> I saw that look on your face. I was like, <laughs> what is that? I oh thought it was something race that. I know, I know. I get <laughs> no. that a lot. It's fine. <laughs> oh my God. I got to, am I going to vomit? The, 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 the yeah, door yeah. to the kitty litter thing is closed. Oh my God. It's disgusting. I just marked it so I don't need to have this part. So can you just, sorry, stand by? You, you yeah. might have to leave this part in. Oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> Of course, it's a it's the bracket interview where that happens. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. That was disgusting. Yeah, it's almost <laughs> as bad as human shit. It's worse. <laughs> it's worse because you can't like it, like people just don't drop their drawers and just take a shit on the floor. But if they did, it probably smell a little bit like that. Oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> Maybe we should just keep that in the podcast. Fuck. Nope, I say you leave it. I, I think you leave it. Yeah. Let me keep it in. Seems fitting. Yeah. My cat did not like this interview. Well, <laughs> we should hook our cats up. Oh, God. So, I w okay. So, <laughs> let's get back on track. Um, yeah. So, I mean, when people get older, they get a little bit more uh, cautious about what chances to take in a band. So, I mean, if someone said to you, hey, we got this great tour... You probably don't jump on it as much as you would if if it was actually um, twenty years ago, right? For sure. Yeah, yeah. I think there was there's so many things that that would have to be really right about it. I mean, not not only being able to break away from work for however however long this tour would be, but it would have to be with the right band where we knew that we would have a crowd that would be right for us. I mean. Our favorite band in the world could ask us to play with them. We probably wouldn't do it because we'd be so so worried that you know their audience wouldn't be accepting of us. Yeah, yeah. No, I imagine it's I almost mean, like a nightmare, right? Like you're, yeah, you're like you think you're up there playing away, and people are like, what? What's going on? Um, yeah, and yeah, I mean, because as, as the twenty year old you is is more more or less like this solid guy, right? You know, and and life changes. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know, when we were touring a lot, I mean, we were—I mean, we were pretty much ready to go, right? So we could, yeah, we could just play a show or jump on a tour or whatever, and we were, you know, we ready to do it. We, I mean, we've been, you know, so there's the time, you know, there's just finding an opportunity to do it, and then there's we have, there's the time to prepare, which is a whole other thing. So yeah, we're trying to right now. We're Zach and I were just talking when you were off picking up cat shit that we're. <laughs> We're trying to get together to, to, you know, figure out just, you know, what, you know, what can we do to maybe try to brush up? And these guys are, you know, they're doing some stuff, the three of them in California, and we're trying to, you know, figure out how to make something work. So, yeah, it's just there's, there's kind of for us, there's kind of a long ramp up to actually getting on a stage. But I don't know, we're we're kind of pointing in the right direction right now. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I noticed when you get a little older, you kind of know how to play a little better too. So you don't need to worry about learning yeah. how to play the instrument. You kind of already got it. Um, and so brushing up is is almost like it. You, you can all individually work uh, on on your own stuff, and then get together and yeah. and, and rock. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. That's sort of like I mean, bands like All in Descendants they used to practice like every day, and they they don't do that anymore. They don't need to. You know. <laughs> yeah. Ideally, we would. I mean, I think a, a lot of a lot of our um, you know getting ready to play <clears throat> a couple of live shows. Um, we're pretty tough on ourselves because we don't want to come back from the middle of nowhere when nobody's seen us in forever and totally choke. So that's like 
that's like our biggest fear right now. So we're, we're trying to learn a bunch of songs that we've never played live that we have only recorded. Um, plus, you know, a sprinkling in of songs that everybody else knows. We're trying to, you know, come up with three part harmonies. Um, and you know, none of us reads or writes music or, you know, none of us reads music. So we're just trying to, you know, trying to, trying to muddle through it and, you know, relearn a bunch of stuff that, uh, we haven't, haven't done in a really long time. So it's kind of a learning curve for us too. Yeah. Does that, does that mean there will be some shows coming up or are you, are you, uh, are you hypothetically speaking? We don't have it. Yeah. I mean, we don't have anything booked and we don't have anything planned, but we're, we're actively getting together on a weekly basis to try and get to a point where, where we're going to feel confident enough where we can start booking a few shows. So what I imagine that would be, would, would be, um, you know, maybe a couple things in the Bay area. And if that goes well, then we'll start venturing out a little bit further. Um, be great to, you know, jump on a, uh, a festival of some kind. If, you know, if, if that all works out too, you know, we've been asked to do a couple things, but we were so rusty. There was no way we could pull it in time. So, um, or we were in the middle of writing or recording or something. So I think mm-hmm. we're, we're really ready to rip off the bandaid and start moving forward at some point soon. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And, you know, and as like, as every year progresses, maybe you got a little bit more time to put back into the band rather than letting, you know what I mean? Rather than letting the band yeah. give something to you, you can actually put something into the band without any need or, or re, re, you don't really need a return on it because right. you're, you're doing it for different, I mean, I'm projecting, but it, was, it sounds like you're just doing it for different reasons than you did 20 years ago. And that's to make a, make a statement rather than and, and make a, make a buck. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, yeah. Um, you know, kind of for us, it's sort of like, it's like a, it's like a four way hobby, mm-hmm. Like each of us is into our little part of it. And, and together we're all, um, we're all, we're all inputting for, for the end result. So, um, you know, I mean, it's, a, it's something that I don't think that any of us would be doing like on our own, go out and do a solo acoustic, you know, show or anything like that. But the four of us are been, you know, best friends since we were, you know, teenagers. And that's kind of, you know, nobody, nobody really wants to just, Nobody wants to be the first one to stop. Yeah. <laughs> it's a game of chicken. It's a, yeah. yeah. It's a stalemate. Um, so it is easier these days to actually do kind of play in a band from different states and different towns and cities um, based on technology, you know, like we're really close to it. I think we're close to it where Ray could set up and you guys can set up and you can hit record and record each other over the internet, but we're just not quite there yet. You know, there's that delay and that's just enough to say, ah, oh, crap. But when we get over that yeah. hump, it's going to be so much easier to create stuff online. Like it's already there a little bit with these karaoke apps and stuff where people just connect. It's like chat roulette, but karaoke where people just get together and you sing and there's somebody in Thailand and there's somebody in somewhere else and they just sing the same song. And it's really cool that that's there, but it's just not quite there for, for music, music, you know? Yeah, I, I think you're right, but I mean, we're doing it. Um, we're we're doing it in a in a way right now where um, the three of us that are based in California are coming to, coming together with sketch ideas, emailing that to Ray. Yeah. Ray's got a chance to work on it on his own, and then comes out and 
we make a mess together. Just a yeah, lot of- it's still it's still more more fun to get together and record in person. So yeah, that's kind of our <laughs> that's kind of the chance we get to all be in the same room and tell the same stupid inside jokes over and over again. So <laughs> that's just kind of that's kind of how we do it. Yeah, and well, how long is a <laughs> like your cat? How long is a flight Sorry. from where you're at to? Uh... Oh, from Denver to San Francisco is about maybe two and a half hours. Yeah, Something so it's like, like flying to Montreal. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, what made you go out that way, uh, Ray? What what chose? Is it your job or is it just life? Yeah, I had a I had a I had a job offer, and uh, like what we were saying earlier, we all been working for the same companies more or less for this whole time, and this was kind of kind of in the during the time when we were we really started slowing down at quite a bit we were, we were building this studio and i was kind of really just kind of ready to do something different i wasn't originally planning to move that far um but i was ready to do something different and that came up and so uh so that's what i did yeah 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 and so is there uh yeah so you must have a lot of flight uh points to uh <laughs> to make the commute how many yeah. times how many times a year do you get out that way uh, to northern california to jam uh i mean it depends like wait including the, the times that he sneaks out and, and doesn't tell us or not ha <laughs> ha busted <laughs> what when was that uh uh-uh. <laughs> no this is where bracket breaks um, up on the- <laughs> yeah this is it this what is where it all melts down yeah. yeah um no i mean so like when we're to kind of the process like this last record um like zach was saying there was some stuff that they had worked on um some guitar stuff that they put together and they sent me the stuff i worked on it and then the and then really i think we got together i think i flew out and we got together and rented a studio for a few days and we kind of tuned some stuff a little bit and then the next time i went out was to record yeah, yeah. So it was really just those i mean there's really those the one practice session and then the push record. And that was, that was it for this last record. Yeah. And that practice session was, was just kind of like everybody brought in their sketch ideas of what we had for the last album. And we were just kind of getting together to try and um, get like a little more cohesion. So each, so we could kind of formulate some songs out of some of these ideas. That was the only time that we got together all collectively until we all recorded Really? Yeah. So do you guys do a lot of pre-production or is it just sort of like getting edits and then and when you go actually go to the studio, you're ready or do you go in with like ideas? Um, I think when we are, yeah, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of pre, um, you know, ideas that are, that are kicking around that we try and um, really streamline a lot before we say, okay, this is, this is the time period where we're going to be recording. Even, I mean, we're not booking studio time. We're just doing this at home with like right. the original vintage Pro Tools. Yeah, and vintage. <laughs> it's warmer. Like the, yeah, the Asian one. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> and um, so we pretty much try and have everything dialed in ahead of time, and mm-hmm. then um, and just do it from there. So it's not like we're we're not doing like studio experimentation and and any of that other stuff. We don't really have the have the time to to make that happen unfortunately that'd be great if we did but we don't but if you're if you're building your own studio that would give you some time to mess around which is actually a curse as a studio owner it's a it's a curse <laughs> because you have too much time so, yeah that's, time, right? there's so there's a there's a thing about the studio that we built um marty's 
dad uh, is a uh, old Italian apple farmer and he's got like, gotta be a couple hundred acres, thousand acres, maybe something like that of, mm -hmm. of all these apple orchards. So out in the middle of one of these apple orchards, we towed like a single wide, super long trailer out there and gutted it and built a recording studio inside of it. And we spent like a year and a half building this thing or something, Ray. Something like that. Yeah, it was a process for sure. Marty poured his life savings into buying the gear and the materials to make it happen. And we were able to record um, one album there. And then as soon as pretty much as soon as we were done recording it, some of uh, the neighbors high up on a hillside saw people coming at these weird recording studio hours. Right. And they thought that it was like a Breaking Bad kind of situation. And they <laughs> called called the county right. at, who said, oh, you guys don't have permits for this thing. It's got to go. So the whole the whole trailer thing basically just went up in smoke. That was it. Wow. Yeah. So it, it we were gutted. And I think that really, really added to the 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 bummer morale that we had at the time with our continued bracket luck and that definitely contributed to adding another another gap year between albums for sure yeah. so where's all that gear is it just at marty's place or yeah he's he's still got it and the way we've done the last couple records for example this last one we marty hauled all this gear to zach's garage and we tracked the drums um in zach's garage and then you know against some scratch tracks and then they went and did like you guys get did guitar and vocals in marty's living room pretty much right well actually we did the guitars and bass at my house too and gu guitars were in one bedroom bass was in another one recorded those separately and then we did all the vocals at marty's house uh, some, yeah, so we're just it together sometimes that's the most fun though because it's i do a lot of location recording now i used to have a barn that I record stuff in my parents' barn and they moved, so I don't have the barn anymore, but everything's in road cases. So for me, it's like, if someone's like, hey, I'm in this part of Ontario, I want you to come record my band, I find that be like an adventure because that's kind of what I did. Like when I knew you guys, I, yeah. used to, I used to take my gear all across Canada and record bands in their basements. And it was like so much it, fun, but I couldn't do it tomorrow. <laughs> right. Well, I think it's kind of fun to do that way. I mean, ideally, everybody who's recording would like to have totally sterile sano conditions but you know in this case we stuffed ray between a couple of my choppers in the garage and he just went after it and it mm -hmm. came out fine yeah man even dave Grohl made a record in a in a garage man but mind you it was with a neve console and uh yeah and butch fig but but still it was in a yeah, garage still, right <laughs> the thirty thousand right. square foot garage yeah, yeah. actually it was just a normal garage i think it was like a two-car garage <laughs> But that was sort of that sort of like we're just making it in a garage, man. We're going analog. It's like, ah, yeah, yeah. But you have like some good tools behind you. Um, yeah, I, you know, what you said about sanitary, con, you know, um, conditions and stuff. I kind of dig it when stuff's kind of weird. You know what I mean? Like it's good to. You guys probably don't do it, but I've moved into people's punk houses, like in Regina, and like set up my gear and like, is this stuff gonna be here tomorrow? Like, kind of vibe to it, like. You know, <laughs> methy kind of craziness. And I can look back on that in fondness, but because <laughs> it's just so weird. But I mean, that's the good part about going on location because you can kind of lock in with it rather than worry about the studio and then the clock ticking. And yeah, uh, I think it definitely adds adds a little character in there for sure. You know, I mean, whether it's some ambient because it's of, of the location you're at or because you've got this you know, vibe that you're just not in the 
actual recording studio, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for us, we've only really recorded albums. I mean, aside from our own little studio that we made and doing stuff around the house, we've really only recorded, I think it like two studios, right? Prairie Sun and Motor Studios. And I think it was really yeah. good for us to get out of those places so that we could kind of break it up a little bit and try and at least feel like we were doing something a little bit different, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I did that too. I took all my gear up to this guy's house. It's about an hour from here. And he's like, hey, I like your band. Uh, if you come record at my house, I'll make you food. So this guy, we re- set up in his kitchen and we recorded drums in his kitchen. It's a pretty big kitchen. And he's like cooking. So we made him get one of those. We made like a chef's hat for him and put a fake mustache <laughs> on him. And he's cooking food while we're tracking <laughs> drums. And I was like, that's awesome. You know what I mean? Because we could do it, it here like in my house. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was super right. cool. You know, he made us pasta and steaks and chicken, and we demoed up there too. Gotta eat. Gotta eat. Some of the Gotta best. Eat. Some of the best takes are after dinner. Um, yeah. Clinical, clinical fact: If you don't eat, you die. So. That's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a fact. Tracks. That you, a fact. you can you can feel the the hungriness in the takes. That's that's the thing. That's like right. that's the problem. <laughs> you don't want to be hungry yeah. while you're taking takes. <laughs> um, no, but I mean the fact that you, to have that time. It's I don't think you guys are that type of band that need. To, that have to be in a studio, you know, and that's that's the cool groovy part of it because you're going to make better music by not having a clock to look at. You yeah, know? I think it's I, I, Zach could probably speak to this better than I can, but I mean, it seems <coughs> like it seems like the regardless of where we're actually doing the recording, um, it's just better. I think when it's when it there's nobody else involved, it's just us. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's been my experience. I mean, I'm, I'm generally there for the drums and, you know, Zach and Marty and Andrew are there for, you know, the, all the guitars and vocals. But my sense of it is that when, when we're working with somebody, somebody else, if it's an engineer or producer, it, it I mean, it, it kind of gets in the way. Um, not, not to say that we know everything, but we know kind of what we're, what, what we're thinking. I mean, particularly, you know, Marty's always had kind of, he's, you know, he's always had a pretty, pretty good clarity on the kinds of things that he was trying to do. So having, having somebody there who's not part of the family kind of upsets the balance. So I think it's in as much as we can stand to do it ourselves, I, I think it's better to, to just to do it the four of us or however that works out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally would agree with that. And, and I, it's, it's not that we have anything against outsiders, but I feel like we could really kind of be ourselves and be more true to what we're doing. <clears throat> if we kind of have a little bit more more i think we're too shy to say fuck you that's a stupid idea we're not doing right, it right that's totally not what any of us are about and we would probably just suck it up and go with it and just suffer through the results and this way we don't have to do that we can we can just say that to each other instead right <laughs> <laughs> and and also you know i think um as far as the even just like rehearsal conditions we've always kind of gone out of our way to make sure it wasn't too fancy. It didn't sound too slick and too good. So the shittier it sounds when we're learning songs or um, getting ready to play a show or whatever, it'll, it'll hopefully sound that much better when we go to record or when we go to play live, you know, it'll oh, just yeah. be like that bonus. That's the worst part. Like um, I, I had a band in the early 2000s and I gave them demos and they're like, hey, we want to put this out. And I'm like, well, these are the demos. And then they're like, oh, go, go record a record. And I went and recorded a record and they're like, it's okay. But, you know, <laughs> it's like, oh, 
but and they put it out and it was, it was you know but at the same time it was like it was a bit of a drag because there is such a thing of demoitis like it exists it's fully alive yeah. because if you get something it's like this is amazing and then you go to record it and it just doesn't reach that yeah pinnacle yeah. it becomes a bit of a downer and then the song becomes not as cool as it was when you first did it um and and i think this is where this keys in with you guys is because if you can make a record based on that vibe of the song and its freshness then it's going to be nothing but you know it's going to nothing be good because you're committing to a demo maybe or you know what i mean you can you don't need to get too um yeah you know what i'm saying though you can you can actually just make the record and just record it and then if you like it if you don't like it you just record it again you know well this one was kind of weird um and Ray, I have to agree with something that you mentioned um, a while back where we were kind of we we're kind of coming in with these different ideas and we would have like just like the guitar ideas with with most of the song layout. And it sounded OK. You know, didn't obviously it didn't sound like a song yet, but it sounded really, you know, eh, I, I don't know. I guess this will make a good song. And you have no idea what's what's coming until you get a vocal on it and you know, maybe a little more, uh, a little more stylistic, whatever on there. And then it really kind of comes alive. But when it's just like, okay, here's, you know, I can imagine like being in race position. Okay. Here's one guitar with a click track, play a drum track to this. You're like, okay, I guess. Yeah. And then we just start kind of layering things. Yeah. Kind of comes to life that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm, I'm always, I'm always both surprised and impressed by, I mean, when like when I go in and track the drums, I'm going like Zach says. I'm tracking to maybe a, a guitar track and a bass track, a scratch thing. And then as they start to, you know, they'll send me kind of, you know, here's here's a song up to this point kind of thing. Uh, and then once it kind of becomes fully formed, it's like, why? Well, that's not the song that I that I was. Yeah. Not, not that it was something different, different yeah. but it's just, uh, yeah, it's just that there's an evolution there that's it's actually pretty cool to. You know, because in a sense, I kind of hear it from a different perspective than them, because I'm not in the midst of it. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's it's pretty cool to to hear what it what it kind of becomes. But you know, like Zach saying it early on, it's like, ah, eh, all right, this is all right. And then you you know, as it builds up, it becomes becomes something that really you know really comes together. Yeah, 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 yeah. I played in a band. I played in a band, and we we used we did it that way. And then the last time we did it, it was like. Because I was, I'm the recording engineer, so I'm like the guy in the basement, like hitting record, and then they're upstairs having fun playing music. But I said, but this time I'm actually going to play in the room. So I set all my shit up so I could actually hit record from the the performance area, and um, it really added. I mean, all, everybody playing together, you know, there's something to be said about having the eye contact about tracking stuff, yeah. and it did it did feel really good. And it's something that I've never done before. I've always done it where we just start with the drums and then put the bass on it, and then the guitars and sing, and then go. I think it's good. You know what I mean? Like it, it feels good because you're building something like a building blocks sort of thing. Right. Right. But learning, we've done, sorry, but go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I, I was just going to comment. We, we've done it. We've done it both ways, kind of a range, right? So the first, our first EP and record that we did, we, I mean, we didn't, we weren't connected with any label and we were just paying for that out of pocket. So we went in, I think the, the first record, I, I think we were in the studio for, I think it was just two days Zach. what was it something like that yeah. so we did all the all the the tracking one day and maybe i'm wrong on the timing but it was a really compressed cycle and so that we just went in and we tracked everything 
standing in a room together. In my case, I was sitting down, but in the same room <laughs> together. And then um, all we did was put put vocals and some leads on it, and that was that was it. And then yeah. all the way all the way to kind of what we're doing today, where we're really sort of layering some things up, and you, mm-hmm. we're kind of building, you know, engineering the song as we go. Yeah, no, that's good. I mean, there's there's no wrong way to do that, you know, and it's it's um it's it's good to have like change because if you do a record or where you're doing it that way, it's good to do another one where it's like let's just play it live off the floor. Like everybody knows how to play, you know what I mean? Like a lot of bands yeah. do that, and I think I think we're kind of turning a page with how technology is influencing music because it music needs to sort of influence the technology. We need to sort of turn it back a little bit where it's like let's not rely too much on trickery. Let's just play it and, and, and play it a few times because it costs nothing really to do. So we'll play right. it five times and if it sucks, then we don't need to play it for a while and just and just go through that progression. Like um like I've talked to guys who turn the 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 the, the, the um, whatever the track what's it called? Um oh shit, I have it here. Uh w- they destructively record. They don't have a way to undo Ghost track, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like they just because they try to treat it like a tape machine and and go through that process and i i think that's a little extreme but um but yeah i think we're turning a corner with with music and how it is 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 consumed you know and we need to sort of reinvent kind of the old way to do it a little bit maybe yeah i think i think you know um what ray was talking about with our first first couple albums we actually all recorded the same way where we got in a room together and it and you know, everybody was playing and maybe at a minimum, you'd at least keep the drums and, and bass. And if a guitar player fucked up, he could go back in and, and change later on. But it seemed like it was a little more organic because it was all happening at the same time, except for the vocals and the leads and, and mixing later on. Um, and now, you know, I think I think it's still it's organic, but it's in a different way where it's layered. You know, it's all it's kind of getting stacked instead mm-hmm. of all coming up at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, building it like a like a tower, you know, because if you yeah. start with something that's sort of a good base, then you can kind of do whatever you want on top of it. It's a, it's a testament to like the production value too, because if if you're playing a song that's just a guitar, a click, and a drum kit, to have whatever was going through the the brain about what's going to be the final product, that's the fascinating end of it. Because there's there is a vision, and it's really hard to explain to the person sitting right. beside you that you've known your whole life to say. Here's, you know, you have to trust me because it's gonna go in this direction, yeah. and that's, I think, that's a bond that's really hard to, to have as a band. Yeah, you got to have a lot of trust there, and, and in our case, we've we've known each other so long that you know we've got our own, our own little, uh, what's that thing that twins have where they kind of have like a little ESP? They're on the same, right. <laughs> yeah. you know. It's like it's like we have that, you know, like a four way kind of thing. So we all. I think we all could read each other pretty well that way. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, I yeah. mean, that's, it's, there's not a lot of bands that started off and are still the same, you know, core members. You know, have you changed, you haven't changed members, have you? Well, yeah, we lost a guy and gained a guy, but the yeah. guy that, the guy that we gained was a relative, which we knew like forever. It's Marty's little cousin. We knew him since he was a little kid. I knew him since he was, a, we knew him when he was in diapers, when Marty got that car from his uncle Mike, that, that, yeah, that's right. Dodge. Yeah. Yeah. So always favorite listen to Elvis, I think, or something. <laughs> <laughs> Family only, no outsiders. That's how we yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah. No, that's great. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's important, you know, because that doesn't really exist too. Like bands 
are so flippant now. Like, like, let's just get this guy. We like that guy. And now that guy's gone. And let's get these guys. Or now it's going to be these two bands put together. And it seems like there's there needs to be some staying power. Like, don't keep together for stay together for the kids, so to speak. But, 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 yeah. but work together because everything you guys do is going to be a little bit better down the road. And and then you guys, right. you know what I mean. And if it's not what you guys are are uh, you think is up to the level of what you think it is, you just don't put it out. <laughs> Ray, you remember that time we went to Guitar Center in L.A. and and all four of us were in there. And we went like with with Marty to buy strings or or Larry to buy that. that. And the guy behind the counter is like, "You guys are all in the same band together." We're like, "Well, yeah." And they're like, and he's all, "You guys hang out together in the daytime? Weird." <laughs> we're like, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you miss do you miss the do you miss the touring? Like is there any little part of it that you actually miss? I think yeah. that there's yeah, I mean there's there's we had a lot of fun in between a lot of shitty shows. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean it's obviously it's the shitty shows we don't miss, but uh um we played a yeah, lot of shitty shows and that's we that's played a lot. Probably don't play a lot. Yeah. A lot. But uh I mean, obviously, there's no way. I mean, that just kind of comes with it. There's no way to guarantee that you're going to have a good show. And we've had, we've had. Um, there's certain areas where we've had better success than others, you know. And then uh, usually so the further go, away from home, right? <laughs> That's the way it <laughs> you works. Know, get, we go somewhere and we get a, you know, we have a good show, and then you know the next day it was six hours away. It's just it's total shit. So it kind of goes, you know. You get we go we have these highs and lows or maybe mediums and lows that we would go through and uh so that i mean we don't really miss that it would be great if we had a little bit more consistency to the to the su- success but but i think i mean just speaking for myself we had a lot of fun and there's a lot of stuff that i think you know just hanging out like zach says you know we'd go out in between shows and we just go out and try to find something to do we'd end up at guitar shops we'd end up you know, in, in the local park or whatever the hell we ended up doing. And uh, I don't know. I just, that was fun. Just hanging out with the four of us. Yeah. I think the best adventures were in the downtime with, yeah. Uh, yeah. Without any of the, the rock and roll, whatever backstage shit was just <laughs> all the pranks and stuff like that, that we were pulling on the general public was pretty much the best. <laughs> my, my favorite part of touring is a 20 year old. Something was uh we'd go to lush and get all like sent the sample scents and we wouldn't shower for like weeks. We'd wear the same clothes, but we go to lush and like, like spray up. And then we all smell like flowers for like a day or two. And that was like Perfect. one of those moments yeah. where like, Oh my God, that was, that was such a weird thing to do. And it's so funny. What triggered me is that we went and bought uh, my, is my wife's birthday yesterday. And um, we went to lush so I'm like all the samples. I'm like, here we are. And I'm like, spraying yeah. up. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, I used to do this on tour. Like, this is what I did because I didn't shower and I had nowhere to stay. And, you know. Yeah. Uh, I remember going to the grocery store and trying on deodorant and putting it back on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> it's so yeah. bad. But I mean, but it's so funny. Like I tell, like, I try to not tell like the crazy stories, but my, my parents are so like, like, they're so like when I say, oh yeah, we used to we dumpster dived on one tour and you're like, what? You know, I'm like, yeah, but it's like a hobo. I was a, I was a, I was a hobo. And you're like, Oh, that's so sad. We thought we raised you better. <laughs> oh, I think we lost Ray. Come on, Ray. Where'd he go? It just says connect and interrupted. Ray. Do maybe he's done. He's maybe he's walking away from the interview. 
That's it. And he's riding that little tiny bicycle behind him in the garage. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Dexter's kill room. It does a little bit. Oh, he's gone now. <laughs> oh, it's his connection lost. Oh, is it connection lost for you too? Um, I'm good. Yeah, but does it say on Ray's window? Maybe you should reload. Uh, maybe if he reloaded, give him a text. All right. Market, but I, you know what? I think we're almost. I think we're almost good. I got. I got to talk to you in twenty more years, and then we'll uh, compare notes in another twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how's it going? You got your teeth? Yeah, I got my teeth. I got them all. Really <laughs> awesome. I lost five. Oh, cool. How's your kidneys? My kidneys good. Um, are you guys ever? Oh, here we go. We got something going on here. Hey, there he is. There, he is. there is. Did you see where your connections lost? Right there. Yeah. There's four windows. So you're you're there yeah. twice. Split personality. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I guess so. Yeah. All right. Sometimes that happens. Um, yeah, oh, it just dropped out. Yeah. Let's um let's wrap it up because I I do want to know if you guys would ever consider coming up to Toronto, Canada, and making some music, uh, playing playing in front of people. Absolutely, nothing's uh, on people. the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, no people. Ah, uh, people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can't have that. You could play shows. You do, I'm not guaranteeing people, but I'm guaranteeing that there could be a show. Yeah. It'll be just like the old days then. Just like just the old like, days. Right, right. <laughs> Do it. Yeah, Come up. I mean, fly up. Uh, you guys have points. Come on up and fly and I'll I'll supply you everything. I have it all here in my basement. You can play in my basement. Yeah, I see it. There you go. I see that. Yeah. I got, is, that a, is that a 3D printer behind sure you? Sure is. On the, on the, That's right. Yeah, I thought I... I... I made a little cottage industry on this um this theater controlling software called QLab and I made boxes that control more than one computer's and I started selling them, and on there is a map behind there of the world, mm -hmm. and I've sold like 25 of them, which is like, I just sort of, it's just this weird thing that people find and they buy, and I've, like I said, in three years, I've sold like 20 of them, so I'm not making millions, but um, <laughs> that's my 3D printer, that's the thing it's, uh, that makes it all. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty yeah, great. Pretty rad. That's cool. Yeah, well, man, um, I'm going to play. I think I got a link for the song, so I will play some music and we'll, um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what, what I could do if I could come down that way. But if you guys ever play a show and it's like in the middle of America, maybe I'll come down in my car and I'll bring my son who's 16. Perfect. Yeah. Do you guys got kids? Yeah. That would yeah. I've got mine just turned 18 and moved out. <laughs> and uh well actually he didn't move out he moved in with his mom full-time oh yeah <laughs> yeah but um yeah ray's got uh i got i got two i got a nine-year-old and a six-year-old dude yeah dads how angelo's about everybody else three kids who yeah angelo's got and just got three yeah our our member who just turned 40 has got three kids yeah and then um uh marty's the smart one with no kids yeah <laughs> He's, yeah, I uh, no. You see, the thing about you can have kids is so you got other people to play in your band. That's why I'm I'm conditioning my son. He plays guitar. My daughter plays a little bit of drums. So it's like because the, those are the only people that be in a band with me. That's that's the sad but awesome part mm -hmm. of it. <laughs> We're just grooming our own kids as replacements for us, so yeah. we can not even have to deal with any of this shit anymore. Yeah, you can yeah. franchise your <laughs> band and put it out to your that's kids. Right. Uh, there's like a the band will never die. No, that's right. There's a band up here called the Le the New Generation Leahys, which is like a Celtic folk band, and it's all the kids. And I'm like, wow, that's a great idea. They franchise that's their perfect. their brand out. Um, but 
But in all seriousness, uh, let me know when and if you guys are playing, and I would love to see you guys. Maybe do sound. I'll come down and do sound for you guys. That'd be awesome. But don't yeah, tell customs. Great, great. Don't tell customs because they'll bar me for life. Um, they don't listen to podcasts, do they? They might. I'm not coming down to America mixing your band, no matter how much you pay me. <laughs> there you go. Maybe, maybe our plan should be we'll play like one show in Kansas City, yeah, which is kind of in the middle of the U.S., and anybody who's interested can just make their way out there and meet us. I think so that's a brilliant idea. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. It's I, Saturday Antarctica, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, Neutral territory. You should do a thing where you can actually say, if you travel the furthest, you'll get a T-shirt and a CD. Make it like a, an incentive program. <laughs> I, I like this. Yeah. Now yeah, we're talking. That's good. We're talking marketing. Okay, cool, Dad. <laughs> awesome. Thanks. All right. Thanks. See ya. Bye. And that was Ray and Zach from the band Bracket. And go check them out on Fat Records. Go check them out on all the socials. Um, yeah. Great band. Good dudes. They're, they're the kind of band that just gets get, getting better and better all the time. Every time they put a record out, it's just a little bit better than the other one. And that's what we all kind of strive for, isn't it? Isn't it? So anyways, hi everybody. Um, I'm going to keep it short because I got to go to bed. I have had a crazy week. I was in BAMP for like a day and then I had to come home. That's why the episode didn't come out last week. So it's been a busy couple of weeks for me. Uh, we're getting into our season launch at my work so I am it's crazy busy and I apologize if I can't put these suckers out once a week but hey that's the way she goes life's busy so anyways everybody have a great great week and see you again okay <laughs>